Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Okay, this is the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast. I am Justin Cuthbert, and on this episode, we, well, I am going to talk exclusively about the Chicago Blackhawks, the Chicago Blackhawks sexual abuse scandal, and most importantly, John Doe, or as we now know, Kyle Beach. I do want to apologize in advance because one person in 20-ish minutes can't appropriately cover this topic to the extent that it should. So before I get started here, I do want to encourage you to A, watch Kyle Beach's interview with TSN's Rick Westhead if you haven't already. It may be the most important 15 minutes of hockey media that you will see in your lifetime. B, I want you to continue to read and listen to those who have been at the front line uh, of this reporting process, Westhead, Katie Strang, Ben Pope, among others. And I don't want this to sound like a plug, but listen to our entire team discuss the issue. Myself, Julian McKenzie, Sam Chang, and Omar talked about it on Zone Time the other day before Beach identified himself. Uh, we're going to have more coming, but for now, I'm going to share my thoughts on here. After what was, you know, the single most disgusting thing that has happened in the sport, which is the blatant cover-up of sexual abuse and the inconvenience nature in which the Blackhawks accepted and dealt with the accusations at the time and after, maybe the single most bravest thing we've ever seen in hockey, which was Kyle Beach identifying himself as John Doe and the individual who was sexually abused by Bradley Aldrich, who was the Chicago Blackhawks video coach at the time and while winning the 2010 Stanley Cup. Now, we talk about courage all the time in hockey, too much, ad nauseum. Players playing through broken legs, broken jaws, collapsed lungs, dropping in front of slap shots at 100 miles per hour, fighting bigger, stronger individuals because they may have done wrong by someone on your team. But none of that compares to what Beach did Wednesday in conversation with Westhead. For all their great work, Jenner and Block didn't really give Beach much of a choice, but I am so glad that he felt ready to come forward and able to come forward to share his truth, to help heal himself, to help others heal themselves. It shouldn't be, but the fact that he came forward as his true self is so much more powerful now after that interview, not just because we know who it was, but we know exactly how Kyle feels. We know how detrimental this was to his life and career. 
we know that the pain that he was going through was unimaginable. This, what he did, is what helps to make change. This, in the, this is something that could never happen again in the NHL. It's going to happen in other walks of life. It may happen in professional sports. But what Beach did will help educate so many. And I am convinced that his actions Wednesday in his interview with Westhead will prevent one example, at least, of this happening again. That was courage more than anything else, above anything else. That was courage. We also know, after that interview, who Beach believes and knows was culpable. Uh, and we are going to discuss some of the roles that others played in what happened to Beach uh, and what continued to happen after Aldrich was enabled by members of the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, I don't want to, for a lack of a better term, power rank culpability here. That's not what anyone should be doing. All seven men involved in the meeting after these accusations were first brought to the fore in 2010, and we know those individuals, these seven individuals in Blackhawks management, we know they were well in the wrong. They should all be punished accordingly. They are complicit in Beach's pain. They are complicit in the other crimes of Aldrich, who is now a convicted felon. They are complicit in the other crimes he committed. But three names or points stand out to me the most. They are John McDonough, Joel Quenville, and human resources just as a whole. Now let's start with HR because it will be quick. I was surprised to see Jenner and Block did not name anyone in HR. Uh, perhaps there are legal reasons behind that. Perhaps they are protected in that way. But the HR department with the Chicago Blackhawks failed Beach and failed the future victims of Aldrich in an unconscionable way. They allowed Aldrich to exit out the back door. They allowed him to have a day with the cup. They allowed him to get a cup ring. They allowed Aldrich to continue his abuse elsewhere. All because they gave him the option to leave quietly. There should be consequences here for failing to act. Now, I had my own learning moment. I had to check myself. I tweeted the other day before Kyle Beach came forward that the cup ring, the cup, day, that stuff didn't matter. They were trivial, I thought. Because what really mattered was the future abuse, the other lives that were ruined by this sick individual. But after the Beach interview, I learned I was wrong. I was wrong because those things hurt Beach to no end. Those things, more so than anything else, convinced Beach that he was wrong and that Aldrich was right. So that's, that's why it's important Beach came forward. That's why it's important to read and listen to those who are reporting on this story and to know what happened here. We can all learn something from this. That's my example of how important it was for Beach to speak. And I do apologize to him for that. John McDonough. Uh, John McDonough was uh, who reported the issue to human resources with the Blackhawks, as we know now after the findings of the investigative report were released. But McDonough was also the person who waited more than three weeks to do so after telling the other six people or hockey men in the meeting that he was going to handle it. He was, in that moment, the superior. Now, don't get me wrong here. Stan Bowman deserves to lose his job. But in not doing his job, 
McDonough failed everyone else and everyone beneath him. He told everyone, either verbally or tacitly, that this, this abuse, this was okay. He told everyone, again, verbally or tacitly, that winning and money was more important than decency. McDonough is not going to lose what Bowman, Al McIsaac, and perhaps Quenville and Sheffield Dayoff will. His job, I guess, not on the line. But he should lose something. He should be punished. There is a chain of command thing here. It's not excusable that McDonough's subordinates did nothing. But you can kind of see why. Okay, my boss is handling the issue. It's been reported to PR, or HR rather. The individual is no longer with the organization. What's done is done. You can't make those assumptions because people in power often don't do the right things. What's done is done. It wasn't done. And because it wasn't done, it wasn't reported when it should have been. It's on McDonough, just like the rest of them. And it bothers me that he doesn't have to show his face. He doesn't have to come forward. He doesn't have to address this head on. At least it seems. Joel Quenville. Uh, he is maybe the most polarizing individual in this process at the moment. Um, given that he's not suffered any consequences, given that he coached a hockey game in the NHL mere minutes after Beach's interview with TSN. What's also made apparent here is that he seemed the most annoyed and inconvenienced out of everyone that Beach was sexually abused by a member of his coaching staff. According to the investigative findings, and I believe this is per Stan Bowman, Quenville shook his head and said that it was hard for the team to get where they were and that they cannot deal with this issue right now. This, again, this is during, I believe, the Western Conference Final, or at least on the cusp of the Stanley Cup. And this is after Joel Quenville denied any knowledge of the incident over the summer. Clearly, he was lying. Joel Quenville should not work another day in the NHL. He is as complicit as anyone. His actions and his attitude in that meeting could have shaped the actions of those who took the next steps. He could be the reason alone that Bradley Aldrich continued to ruin lives. The Florida Panthers truly need to ask themselves if they believe, as the Blackhawks did, that winning is more important than decency. At the very least, they need to put him on administrative leave. The fact that he coached Wednesday night was one of the most embarrassing things that I've seen in my years covering hockey. Beach's teammates. So lots of disturbing elements here. Um, this is one of the most disappointing ones to me. Because we understand big business, right? We know about greed. We know or at least we can surmise that John McDonough was influenced by the potential financial windfall at the other end of a Stanley cup championship, both personally and organizationally. We can make an estimated guess that the financial implications are the reason why Beach's abuse went unreported until it did because it did a few days after winning and celebrating the Stanley cup. The players though, Beach's teammates, they don't have those considerations. Their number one priority isn't to make other people money. Their number one priority is to win hockey games 
and to be a team and to act like a team and to perform like a team. They may not have known at the time. Certainly when they're in the bubble of a Stanley Cup run, they may not have known. Quenville, James Gary, the management team, maybe they prevented that information from flowing into the locker room. Remember, Beach was on the team. He was a black ace, though. And while he could have been involved in practices, he was not there in games, for sure. He did not play. And he could have been completely separate, honestly, from most of what went on. But they did find out. All the players found out, despite what we're led to believe. And not only did they not support Beach, they bullied him. Teammates are supposed to do anything for each other. Yes, there's playful abuse. There are teammates that don't like each other. In fact, there are teammates that hate each other, probably on every team in the NHL right now. But when it comes down to it, we are led to believe that hockey teammates are special, at least the successful ones, in that they will do anything for one another. This romanticized point of view, one that I've held for well, I've held before. I don't know if I, if there was some point where that died. But this romanticized point of view has been completely squashed by this incident. And that's because one of the most respected leaders in this era of hockey, Jonathan Taves, not only allowed Beach to le- relive his tr- trauma over and over and over again, but be mocked and continuously derided because of it. Taves said Wednesday night, that he found out the next training camp. Beach said Wednesday that he was ridiculed for years. That's on the leaders of the locker room. And reminder, Beach was a first-round pick, 11th overall, and he did not play a single NHL game. Taze also did everything he could to support Stan Bowman, sort of like the Wirtz family did when they announced that he was stepping aside. Now, I think a lot of what the Wirtz family did was associated with the fact that Bowman was cooperative with the investigation. And of course they have a long relationship. Taze corroborating there. I mean, maybe it's further evidence that Bowman is wearing more of this than he should. But again, I do not want to suggest he's a victim in the slightest bit. More likely is that Taze just doesn't get it. Like Patrick Kane doesn't get it because Patrick Kane for his part, denied ever knowing about the incidents, incident until, you know, the last couple months, which is laughable. So there's that. There were good teammates. Beach thanked Nick Boynton and Brent Sopel, among others, for speaking the truth, not making him feel like he has for so long, which is completely alone. He called them heroes, which was one of the most powerful parts of the interview with Westhead. Another person we don't talk about quite as much um, has been is Donald Fear. Um, But this is another guy who should probably lose his job after Beach opened up about his role in all of this. This is a person who is responsible for handling all issues for the NHL player population as the head of the NHL Players Association. And yet allegations of sexual abuse, it seemed, had him barely lift a finger. His role, or his actions, apparently, was that he agreed to have an NHLPA-sanctioned therapist see Beach if he wanted to see that therapist. 
even though he wasn't officially a member of the NHLPA at the time. What a humanitarian Donald Fear is. What's been proven, just with the Jack Eichel situation, and far more alarmingly with the Kyle Beach situation, is that Donald Fear is no different than Gary Bettman. He is there to protect the player's best financial interests. Everything else, it seems, is secondary. The NHLPA needs someone who actually gives a shit. Actually gives a shit about the players. And not just their bank accounts. Speaking of Gary Bettman, I cannot stop thinking about the time he smiled through an entire press conference when questions were first being tabled about the sexual abuse allegations that happened in 2010 with the Chicago Blackhawks. That moment, for him, truly regrettable last night wednesday night recording this on a thursday the chicago blackhawks hosted the toronto maple leafs game started about an hour or so after beach identified himself as john doe i wasn't there uh but i don't think there was any mention of it inside the arena it went on as though nothing had happened like stan bowman was still in a press box with al mcisaac i'm not really sure what should have happened but I am sure that the Chicago Blackhawks need to start the process of rehabilitating themselves as an organization. And that can't begin by ignoring what happened. As for what else is next, Bradley Aldrich's name needs to be removed from the Stanley Cup. Should have been done yesterday. John McDonough needs to say something. The Florida Panthers need to fire Joel Quenville. Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, Patrick Sharp, Marion Hosa, Duncan Keith, Duncan Keith, rather, all of them, their feet need to be continuously held to the fire here. Donald Fear needs to start doing his job. The Chicago Blackhawks can't take any more shortcuts. They have real, real work to do. And we have to change the way we view the Chicago Blackhawks and their place in history. So normally there would be other topics here. I'd run down the top five teams and the power five among them. But that is not happening today. We will have more on the Chicago Blackhawks and this situation on this channel in the coming days. And uh, we're going to leave it there. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.